Welcome to the podcast Know Your Audience, hacks for working across cultures. My name is Janina Brunner and I am here at the IC Unit headquarters in the beautiful Three River city of Passau, Germany with my dear guest, which is my colleague and intercultural strategist, Deborah Guerrero Guerrero, Guerrero. <laughs> which we like to call Debbie as it's much easier, right? Um, so hi Debbie, it's so nice to have you here in the podcast today with me. I'm happy to be here, actually, in my first podcast, so we will see. We can manage that. So, Debbie, would you just introduce yourself real quick to all the people listening out there, please? Well, first, I'm Mexican, and I come from the north of Mexico, but I am living here in Germany for the last, I think, 10 years. Um, For the last six years working here in IC Unit. Uh, Before that, I worked a lot, a nice in all Latin America with another company who uh, produced beverage, but I cannot say the name. <laughs> uh, I studied in Germany, I studied in Mexico, and I studied in, in Italy too. Okay. Oh, this is a, so briefly, a, lot of, a briefly presentation. A lot of intercultural background. Yeah. Um, and our topic today is diversity management in Latin America, right? So. I think now more than ever, diversity and inclusion is becoming a topic that is not just a nice to have, but really a must have. And Mexico is such an incredibly diverse country, right? So what do you think, why is this topic now becoming so important? Well, I think, uh, okay, for first, Mexico is a huge uh, country. If you think a little bit how many times you can put Germany, for example, inside the map in Mexico is about seven times. So you need to to cut, I would say it in this way, the north from the south of Mexico, the people who live in the Pacific or the people who live in the Gulf of Mexico, or even the people who live in the center of Mexico. So for real, we have a, a very uh, big country, and in this country you will find a lot of different groups from people. Then diversity in Mexico is not anymore an uh, issue from uh, people who come from another countries because you, you will have you don't know how many uh, persons around Mexico from everywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday I read we have Kikapus, and actually the Kikapus are are these uh, uh, Indian groups from uh, Wisconsin in the USA. And there is in Mexico one group in the middle of the, of the desert who lives there since 200 years. But for, even for me, this information was, uh, was new. So it's not, a, it's not an, an issue from uh, which group. I think it's an issue in Mexico from diversity in another, in another direction. Uh, the direction, I think, is the gender. And now this come. Uh, more and more in the news, for example, uh, people who want to fight for the rights for the LGBTQ uh, yeah, community. That, yeah. Yes, this one. Mm-hmm. I think that is the challenge in Mexico. Not uh, not anymore if you come from the north or from the south of Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. So reaching gender equality still seems to struggle a great deal from what I heard from you now. And what do you believe are the driving factors behind that? So is it just the stereotypical macho culture, or is there something more to the story? So where does it come from? Well, this is a really very deep uh, mm-hmm. point. Uh, you have uh, a lot of 
multi-factors around. One of them could be uh, this centralization phenomenon that you will find in Mexico. That means if you grow up, if you born and grow up in a, a big city, actually you are living more modern. But if you are living in small towns, you will have this kind of uh, a little bit back in the past for the culture, the mindset of the people. I think that will be one of them. The second one is the religion in Mexico. Because even now we have yeah, a, a huge influence from the religion in Mexico, but it's not the influence. It's about the typical typical roles for uh, women or the men there. You know? So sometimes in the, in, the, in the big cities you don't have, or you cannot see this really every day, but in small towns you still having these problems there. So it's, it's not only this uh, macho culture, it's about the story, it's about the geography, it's about the centralization, it's about religion, so a lot of, a lot of topics there. Then one thing that I found out when I was writing my thesis, my master thesis here in Germany, is that in Mexico, for example, just talking about the women there, is in Mexico we have horizontal and vertical discrimination against the women. What means that is the vertical is still, the women in Mexico are still having problems to reach uh, high positions in some uh, companies. That's the first one, this is the vertical, this is the, uh, I think here in Germany we can say uh, like at the glass ceiling. The other one is the horizontal discrimination and this one was a surprise because actually the women make discriminations against themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How this works? We never choose one, in the university we never choose one, for example, mathematical uh, engineer, uh, something like this to study. We always choose something like a teacher or nurse, uh, or something like that. And that means these kind of positions as or works in Mexico, even if this is a nice work and everything is okay, you don't receive so much salary. You know, you always are in the service part of the society and you don't, you don't will receive a, 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 this nice salary. Then the second one is, it's very complicated from these positions to reach one who is a little bit uh, high in one company. This is very complicated. So I think there is a lot again a lot of a lot of points here, but one of them could be this when we are talking about gender and woman, etc. Is one of these one could be the factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that also the reason why Women's Day is so important in Mexico, as there is so much to talk about and so many aspects to it? Wow, uh, the, wow, uh, the last. The last two or three years was in Mexico one like a uh, awakening from all this. As a first, I think is the problem uh, from the violence against we- women in Mexico reached one point that for everyone was not anymore possible to hide them. You know, like a every every day, every day something happened. Every day you will see the newspaper, etc. So the, the women started to have, uh, or to put attention what happened with the other ones. Not only the women, also the men. Because one of the, of the huge problems is uh, against the violence of, uh, against women in Mexico is that you can suffer in, 
for something, but if the other one cannot see this, it's not anymore a problem. I don't know, I would put it in another way. If, if your position gives you privilege and you are safe, you don't see that the other group maybe have problems. So in the last, in the last time in Mexico, have this, this kind of awakening from, from all this movement, and we reach. I will I will say it in this in this way. We reach it this year, 2020. One of the highest point of all the protests here. One is uh, one day we have a protest on the streets for real. Also, of course, the news say just 10 persons, uh, 10,000 persons on the streets, but it's not. It's, you 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 can see the pictures and you say no, never. There is no. 10,000 persons, but it's more than this. But all the women was outside for first time making a protest uh, for for the rights, for really for the rights of the women and really against the violence of the women. And the second day, for real, the second day was no woman on the streets, no one on the schools, no one working. And you see the difference between the, the pictures, just the, the picture for one day, full of women all wearing uh, lila uh, t-shirts or lila uh, shawls or something, but that's because that was the color. And the second day, no one. And imagine that Mexico City is about 30 million persons. You have the pictures and you see no women in the streets. Okay. So that was for the for the government uh, a huge message, and for all the society a huge message, and for first time, all the the groups or women was uh, agree with this protest because sometimes is someone wants to have, for example, legal uh, abortion, the other ones no in any way, the other ones say okay, uh, I don't care because I am privilege and I belongs to elite and the other ones say okay but all these groups or women come together one day to make a protest it was really a, a huge movement and everyone was very um, surprised even does uh, the government in Mexico because they always say that they try always to minimize the problem that we have as a society but in that moment, when they saw so many women around the streets, etc., they say, "Okay, okay, well, I, I think we have a problem." Mm-hmm. So it was a huge message. I think the the only the only I, I don't want, I don't want to say problem, but it's the only uh, sad point here was exactly one uh, week later because we then have the lockdown from the coronavirus. So you don't you don't you started to speak another for another tema and not anymore for the problems for the woman. But the message is there, the pictures are there and I think in the in the future will be I hope a little bit more change in the in the in the society. Actually you have changed already because many of the laws uh, were changing right now after this protest. For real. Also it's not it's not a, 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 a um, it's not a joke. Also for example one of them was you cannot share any more nudes, for example, as a man, mm-hmm. because if you share this, you will you will finish in the in the jail. And they have now um, uh, two or three guys already in the middle of the of the uh, process to go to the jail. 
and I think it's about three years. I don't remember. I think it is this, the name of this is uh, Olympia Low because of one girl, and the other one was if uh, one woman uh, was a victim of violence, is uh, forbidden to show the pictures of the body in the newspapers. And this new law is the Ingrid law. It's also because of one girl. So you see how, how it started to change in this, in this direction. Yeah. I think that is so interesting and you share so many insights. Um, we should do an extra podcast on this topic, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Mexico, yes. There's a lot to talk about, yes. If you want. Um, but I think we should go a bit away from just uh, the gender topic and uh -huh. maybe go more into the diversity management in general again, maybe. And what do you think, like, why should managers in Mexico really invest in diversity management? Um, so do you see, is there any tangible benefit or is it just a question of morality? Why should they do it or does it make sense, really? Well, first, uh, one thing I hear for someone in Mexico... Uh, kind of explanation about diversity and this guy say to me diversity is not anymore a tema diversity is not anymore a, okay ah, come the diversity right now what we can do the tema right now is diversity is already here so we need to, to, to take everyone together and to put everyone together to work because at the end of the day it's about projects or it's about work or it's about uh, some kind of uh, to reach some deadlines so What happened here is, for real, you can have, just, just to keep, just to have persons with many different perspectives in one group, give you always a view, uh, I don't want to say view again, but okay, give you the view, like a global view. Like a, you, can, you can see one problem from many different points, and you can reach, maybe you... Uh, You need to discuss a little bit more, but you, for sure you will reach a very innovative uh, solution for something. So they started to work with this, and I think one of the, of the uh, key elements of the diversity is that for real you can win the, the talent war in Mexico. Because this is, another, uh, this is another challenge. All the investment in Mexico come mostly in the center of Mexico in the, as, a, as a country. So you will have 50% of the Mexicans who live in the center of Mexico. So that means I have my company here, but probably, probably my competition is exactly across to the street. So we, were, we are always fighting for the right talent. In the, in, in the center of Mexico, there is a lot of companies who have uh, one of the struggles that they have is how I can get the best people working for me. So one of these is diversity. You, for real, you can have a lot of talented people there. If you don't put attention anymore for which kind of group these people come or person come or, or it's woman or the man of this whatever, you can, you can um, build a very good group of people working for you. That's the first one. The second one, and this is one, one connection with my first comment, is the innovation. A lot of backgrounds lead you for a very and um, very innovative solutions. So one, that's the second one. The third one is to understand that diversity adds 
value in your company, but not divide your company. You know, look, it's like it's. I, I think one of one of the main main uh, examples here uh, is this company that we are already working. How many people do you know for all around the world here inside, and. Even if we share uh, many languages and backgrounds and, and cultures, etc., we we did a good job. You know, it's like a, okay, it's working, it's working. Also, in some places, we we have like a a, a basis for our uh, work together, and we work really very well together. I I I don't know no one in this company who say oh my colleagues etc. Actually. This is one of the of the winning point of this company is for real all the opportunity you have to work with colleagues all around the world. And the next one is uh, well, that of course is one comment uh, with my mindset before Corona, <laughs> but uh, is the globalization. Also, how this will work? Also, really, also we need to go abroad and to make something there, and we need to to be as much as possible open for many different opinions, many different views, many different... So, so all this, this give you more than take you out things from you. So I think the globalization is, is one, one uh, phenomenon we have, that we have in the last years really as a, wow, okay, that's a huge thing, we need to work with them. So diversity help in one company, and we are talking about the Mexican companies, to understand how I can work for real in a good way with many different cultures and, and, and opinions, etc. And the last one, the last but not least, is um, economic development of the organization. I have one example here. In Mexico, the home office is not, was not a, a trend, I will put it in this way. So okay. every, 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 time, every time the people are working, for example, from 9 till 7, sometimes they work a lot, just as you know, in your contract in Mexico is uh, 48 hours. Okay, so very different. Lot. Yeah, very different. So the home office was not a, a, a thing there. But they started to, to try to, to prove this, of this is works, and they find out that first works very well, uh, in the case that the people have the opportunity to to make home office two days at week and then come back to the office three weeks, because that is another point in Mexico. The people need the contact with the other ones. Mm -hmm. And they saw that the focus and the um, speed that the process was ready was really short. It was more, more quickly and more um, they can save a lot of money. That is one example. The second example is Many, 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 many companies in Mexico started in the last year to put some kind of daycares inside the company. So that so, they understood it's important. Uh -huh, they understood the importance for women who are working, for example. So you have the opportunity to have a daycare inside the company. means you leave the baby there, you go to work, and you can take your, for, for real, your lunch with your baby. Uh, so for many women, it was not anymore a, a thing from, oh, I need to go to work and I forgot my baby, the baby's there. So that is, that is kind of, of diversity, small things that you can do as a, as a company and, and can help actually for the development. And it's, it's even a link again to the gender part, right? If it, mm -hmm. it opens up so that also female 
workers have a, an easier life and a better approach to do their job and be more open in, in their decisions, how they, their job looks like and how they want to do the timings, right? Yeah. Uh, another, another point from this openness for the diversity and women in the world is loyalty. I think you already offered a lot of hacks, actually. So usually our last question is always, like, what are the hacks um, that our listen like people listening um, can take from here? But I think you already offered a whole loads of hacks. And you made sure that there are just many things to understand as a company in order to have diversity included and to break all the barriers that remain or that they know what they have to overcome in order to, to make it work, right? Yeah, I think one of the, of the big things here is for real the people needs to need to take seat in one company and to start to discuss about. Because in Mexico we say, uh, please, uh, that your privilege don't make blind your empathy. Mm -hmm. so that you have many rights, don't, don't let you see that maybe for the other ones it's not a better time. So if you take persons and take seat and discuss about, you will have, you reach a huge uh, step. You leave an open door for many other uh, kind of ideas. And the last one I will say, as one of the initiatives that you can bring of ideas is to take an intercultural training with me, <laughs> or unconscious, bias, unconscious bias training with me. As I work very well with many companies with this tema, just to, to discuss and to try to reach some uh, points and solutions I guess this is a perfect finishing line for our talk today, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little promotion, but that's fine. I mean, yeah. that is really uh, what many companies need and how what they need to understand the whole topic. So um, it has become very obvious that you know your audience very well. Um, and yeah, De Debbie, thank you so much for your time, for sharing all these thoughts, hacks and insights, um, as it is a highly relevant topic, right? Thank you so much. Thank you. I say thank you to you. Thank you for this time. I'll see you next time. Yeah, Hope and so. to, to all our listeners, if you like this series today and want to know more hacks for working across cultures, you can find all our episodes as well as e-learning courses on learnhub.seunet.group.